0: Puts a smile on your face. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles to John chapter four this morning. John chapter four. We are uh, uh, have, have a, a, a missions theme today, uh, and and then some throughout this week. Um, but God really wants us to have missions on our heart. Uh, all year long. And he wants every one of us to be a missionary. So we're, we're sending the Armacosts to do mission work in a different country while you stay here and be involved with mission work uh, here. Uh, if you're a believer, you need to be a, a missionary. And, uh, and just like Pastor Ol- uh, Olson was saying this morning with... Uh, with sometimes missionaries have to be doing something, uh, teaching or or in the country for a different reason. Um, they do that thing while keeping the main thing, the main thing. Uh, maybe maybe in the, some other part of the world that they're teaching English, but the real reason they're there is to be a missionary. And for each one of us, uh, you have a job, uh, you have whatever you do, but the, you still want to keep the main thing, the main thing. That job shouldn't be the main thing. It should be what you do while keeping the main thing the main thing, and that's being a missionary. Uh, a similar thing there. I thought that was a great point. All right, so John chapter 4. Uh, want to have a heart of a missionary both around the world and across the street. Uh, you would have a, a heart of a missionary around the world by, by really praying. More than just like he said this morning, God be with them. He already is. Uh, Be more specific as you pray for those missionaries. I heard a quote once. Somebody said there are two types of Christians. Those who talk about the lost and those who talk to the lost. So let's unpack that for just a moment. Um, I believe the idea there is sometimes Christians complain about lost people acting like lost people. Why would we complain about lost people acting like lost people? Instead, let's get busy helping lost people to be found people. Instead, what did John Newton uh, say in, in that hymn, Amazing Grace? Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me, I once was lost. But now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. Now, obviously, a a good Christian will talk about lost people, but not complaining about them being, uh, acting like lost people. And I'm going to talk about lost people today, but not to complain about them, but to urge us onward, to use what little time we have to do uh, what somebody did for me when I was lost, and that was to point me to Christ Uh, What are we doing to point someone to Christ? Maybe somebody here today isn't saved, and you need to get saved. But I think a lot of the people in this room are saved. The question for today is, what am I doing to help those lost people be found? So we're here in John chapter 4. Let's go to verse 25. Verse 25. So in... uh, the area where Jesus did much of his ministry, so you have you, Ju- Judea was in the south, and Jerusalem was in the region of Judea, uh, Judea, uh, and then the middle was Samaria, and then uh, the upper region was Galilee, and so in the middle there was, was a, a region uh, of Samaria, and, and Jesus is passing through there, and that's where our story takes place, in between Judea and Galilee, in the region of Samaria. And so uh, we we, we come to the famous woman at the well. And so verse 25, the woman, that's the woman at the well. uh, She was a Samaritan woman, uh, a a mixed breed, uh, part Jew, part uh, something else, part foreigner. Um, uh, She had come for water, and she was a lost woman. And Jesus begins talking to her about eternity. The woman saith unto him, I know... Isn't it amazing all the things we know? I know <laughs> that Messiah cometh, which is called the Christ. And when he is come, he will tell us all things. I know. Um, it reminds us of Nicodemus in John chapter 3, possibly the most famous verse in the Bible. Is John 3, 16, God so loved the world. Uh, earlier in John chapter 3, Nicodemus said, we know. We know that thou art a... Uh, so we know certain things. Uh, and so it's interesting, there are certain things we, we know, there are certain things we think we know, but it's always best to come and find out what God knows. And that's why we come to church. Lord, I think some, thir- I think some things, I know some things, but really you're the one who knows all. So she says, I know that, that there's somebody coming and he has all the answers. Uh, and so apparently she had heard some echoes of truth regarding the Messiah, but there was plenty of non-truth that Jesus was available to help her with. Verse 26. Jesus saith unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. Ha, <laughs> ha, She said, there's this guy coming and he has all the answers. Uh, it just so happens that I'm him. So why don't you treat me like I have all the answers? Um... The Christ was there before her. What would she do with that? And how beautiful. Here she was, a a, a mixed breed, looked down upon by by full-blooded Jews. Um, Was the Christ here only for the Jew? Apparently not, because she was looking at him. He wanted her to know that he was here, but not just here, for Jews, but here for all people. For her, and I'm so glad for me as well. So here we are at that pivotal moment, right? I am the Christ. So isn't it funny? If, if any of you have done any soul winning, you find that interruptions come at the most inopportune times, right? You're, you're, you're opening the Bible, and you're a sinner, and Christ is the only way, and then comes the interruption, right? The phone rings in the house, the baby starts crying, the, the, the cat gets, you know, stuck in the drapes, or the 12 apostles walk up. At that very, don't you hate that? You're witnessing, and the 12 disciples just come up right in the middle of it, um, and that's what happened here. would not you know it? We have this pivotal time, verse 27, and upon this came his disciples. I said apostles, I meant disciples. Um, boy, they come up, and they marvel. That he's talking with the woman. Yet no man said, what what seekest thou or why talkest thou with her? So the disciples are marveling. Why is Jesus talking with the Samaritan woman? Uh, Doesn't he know all the Jewish taboos that this is breaking? Um, And probably even thinking a little bit self-righteously, we very properly ignored her on the way, as we passed her on the way. Why aren't, why aren't you doing like us and being more proper, ignoring people like some women on the road? Uh, so, uh, but, but they didn't say anything. They, they, they held their tongue and turned their attention toward the food. <laughs> um, then verse 28, the woman then left her water pot. So she had come to get water. And then she finds Christ. And the Bible, is very interesting. She leaves her water pot and heads back to town to say, I met somebody and you have to meet him too. Uh, And so she was more excited about people meeting Christ than the disciples were. And it's interesting, she left her water pot behind and, and we don't know exactly why. Someday in heaven we can ask her, did she leave it there so Jesus could make use of it? Did she forget it? She did, did she discover something in life more important than physical thirst? Someone that could help her with spiritual thirst. And there was no time to waste. To, to take, to take the, the unwieldy water pot back to town would slow her down. And there's something on my heart, and I, I can't be slowed down. So I'll come back for that later, because right now there's something of utmost importance. I have found the Christ, and people need to know. I'm not going to waste time with my water pot. So maybe even today some of us could say, what are the water pots in my life? They're slowing me down. The things that's important, there's times to go get some water. But do we have too many things in our life slowing us down, getting in the way? Uh, And she went her way into the city and saith to the men, verse 29, come. See a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? So she takes off to the city of Sychar. Uh, 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 And she's telling others. Her, Her testimony is so simple. But as we soon shall see, it was so successful. But wait! This woman had no Bible college education. But she did have something she could share. She had a personal encounter with Jesus Christ. And she could tell others about that. She recognized him as being her savior. Often the best soul winners are those that are newly converted. Who are still thrilled about their salvation. But there's no reason why every Christian shouldn't continue being thrilled about what Christ did for them and continue to share that. What did the psalmist say in Psalm 23? Um, he said, the Lord is my shepherd and in a little while my cup runneth over. Oh boy, knowing Christ, oh there's the goodness spills out of my life. Is that you? The Lord is your shepherd and your cup runneth over. What is spilling out of your life to the people around you? Oh, I hope that being a Christian hasn't become dry to the point where your cup doesn't seem to be running over anymore. There's no reason it should be that way. Verse 30. So they went out of the city and came unto him. So the men were moved by her witness. They dropped what they were doing and began coming. Uh, And I wonder if, you know, sometimes you come upon people, ah, they look busy. They look, I I don't want to, I'm going to, that's how considerate I am. I don't bother busy people. Well, depending on what they're busy about, Christ is always more important than what they're busy. Are you so considerate you don't you don't bother people? They're just people are busy. I'm too considerate. To bu- That's why you're not a soul winner. She came upon, I'm sure, busy people and said, Drop what you're doing. <laughs> Something more important is, is, is on the horizon. Right now, come see a man. She was so excited. Uh Verse 31, in the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him. So back at the well, uh, so she's in there stirring up the city to come meet Christ. Uh, but the, uh, the, the disciples are there in verse 31. Uh, they, prayed the ma- they, they prayed, saying, Master, eat. Verse 32, but he said unto them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, hath any man brought him ought to eat? Jesus saith unto him, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. So again, eating is a priority. If we don't eat, we die. Eating is a priority. But it's not the priority, right? Some people uh, eat to live and some people live to eat. (laughs) That is, oh, I I live to take in that next succulent morsel. (laughs) Oh, it's wonderful to enjoy food. Eating is a priority, but it's not the priority. Christ teaches us this here. And earlier in the chapter, drinking is essential. But for Christ, explaining the living water to this woman was more important than him getting water into his own system. Spiritual things, physical things are a priority, but not the priority for him. He hungered to do the will of his Father. For him, he thirsted to do the will of his Father. Hunger and thirst, taking care of this body is a priority, but for Christ, it wasn't the priority. Verse uh, 35, say not ye... There are yet four months, and then cometh cometh the harvest. Um, Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes. And that there is the title for the sermon today. You're missing it. You're missing it. Lift up your eyes. How can you travel with Jesus And yet, not see the same things that he sees. The disciples did. And maybe there are some believers today that you travel with Jesus, you come to church, you're in your Bible, but maybe you're not seeing the same things he is seeing. Lift up your eyes, you're missing it. And look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. Down here, we do have our seasons, right? (laughs) We have the different seasons. uh, uh, We have a cold season right now. It's hard to believe that sometimes you're like, oh, it's way too hot and sticky out here. And and, and we look out there, wow, it's bitter cold. We're in a different season. But for the soul winner and for the need of missions, the time is always now. Don't say the season is coming for soul winning and missions. No, the season is right here. The season is right now. Verse 36, And he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto eternal life, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. Last night, boy, how touching it was when Brother Johnson said, Hey, thank you for praying. Chris got saved. You did some of that sowing in prayer. And so last night there was rejoicing. It wasn't just Mr. Johnson. Oh, there was rejoicing, but there was some sowing and there was some reaping and everyone together got to rejoice together. Verse 37, and herein is that saying true. One soweth and another reapeth. I sent you to reap that whereon ye bestowed no labor. Other men labored, and ye enter into their labors. Jesus is teaching that winning the lost is like gathering a harvest. Reaching people with the gospel is what Jesus was teaching them to do. Uh, There's work, but there's great joy like no other. The blessings of teamwork. Often the person who reaps is a different person than the one who did the sowing. And it's similar with a spiritual harvest. Often someone else does the sowing while another has the privilege of actually winning the soul to Christ. In both events, they both get to enjoy in the reaping. Indeed, we ought not to be discouraged in witnessing when we don't see that immediate harvest. Others down the road may have the privilege of actually winning that person to Christ. However, all rejoice when that person gets saved. On top of that, the sower and the reaper both are rewarded. God keeps track. Verse 39. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman, which testified, he told me all that ever I did. She was a soul winner. She was a missionary in her own backyard. Many believed so when the Samaritans were come unto him, they besought him that he would tarry with them, and he abode there two days. Please, would you stay with us? Yes. Yes, I will. And many more believed because of his own words. Some hadn't believed, but they, ah, oh, I'm curious. I'll come and, and see this man. And they listened and, and then eventually believed after hearing Christ. Verse 42, And said unto the woman, Now we believe, not because of thy saying, for we we have heard him ourselves, and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior, not just of the Jews, but of the world. What a blessing. And that includes us. So lift up your eyes. Let's pray. Lord, I do pray that you'd help us as we look at some things. Uh, Lord, as, as you, as the, the disciples were right there traveling with you, but missing so much. And Lord, I think we have lessons to learn today as well. Lord, I think many in this room walk with you. They, they do pray. They do read their Bibles. Lord, and yet we still, on an ongoing basis, need to be careful That we're not missing it. That our eyes are lifted up unto the harvest. We're seeing what you see. Oh God, and not missing what's important. Help us this morning. Meet with us in this room and maybe someone in here is not even saved. If they stood before you right now, their sins are not covered in the blood of Christ they would answer for those sins and they would be condemned to a Christless eternity in hellfire. Oh Lord, may it not be so. May they get that settled today. Maybe at the invitation, walk down this aisle and say, please, can someone show me from the Bible how I can know for sure I'm right with my Creator and ready to stand before Him. Lord, I believe many in here are saved. Help us, Lord, to lift up our eyes and behold what is important. We ask these things in Christ's name, Amen. All right, so I want to give three things today that sometimes cause us to miss it. We miss it. So I want to talk, first of all, a little a little bit about feelings. (laughs) Let's look. The disciples had some feelings that were, uh, I don't know. uh, monopolizing their attention. One was hunger, right? We're human beings. Does hunger ever monopolize your attention? (laughs) I am hungry and I need some food and nothing else matters right now. Sometimes feelings. How about weariness? Does weariness monopolize your uh, your attention? I'm tired. I just don't feel, again, under feelings. Maybe some racial bias. Oh, that person's different than me. Uh, They don't have the same value as we humans with our weird value system. Sometimes that causes us, we feel a certain way about certain people. Seems like the disciples maybe had some uh, disdain, some racial bias uh, for the people in Sychar. They're different. They're odd. They're not like me. Uh, How about so feelings? Sometimes because of those things, maybe... That's causing us not to see what we're supposed to be seeing. So feelings. Maybe friends. Maybe friends. And so the disciples, all of them together, these are good guys. These are good guys. But somehow they went to Sychar and, and, and missed all the people. They walked by this lady. They didn't go and say, come, you have got, there's a guy back here at the wall of J- You've got to come meet him. They didn't. It was the woman that stirred up the city. They had, and so these are good guys concerned about things that weren't eternal. And so sometimes we could have good people around us, but, but Lord, help me to be the type of friend that stirs up the people around me to be concerned about eternal things. And Lord, help me to gravitate toward those people who are concerned with things of eternity. So friends, sometimes uh, decent things on their mind, but not eternal things. Uh, So we'll just talk, talk about that today for just a moment. And then focus. Focus. They were with Jesus, but seeing different things. They were with Jesus, but seeing different things. What would they learn about maybe having the right focus so that they could be with Jesus and see the things that he saw? Jesus tells them, lift up your eyes. You're with me, but you're not seeing what I'm seeing. And having that right focus. So, okay, let's, let's get into it. So, first of all, feelings. Feelings. Feelings may have been getting in the way of them lifting up their eyes. Hunger, weariness, maybe some racial bias. Uh, feelings of hunger, first of all. They, they were hungry. And hunger affects us, Right? <laughs> Some people, you know, getting getting that coffee into us in the morning, getting that caffeine, don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. Hungry, get getting some food. We even have a term for it, don't we? We we combine hunger and being angry. And we say, don't talk to me, I'm hangry. I'm angry because I'm hungry. Uh, hangry. It has a definition. It's it's a word with a definition. I looked it up. Bad-tempered or irritable as a result of hunger. Uh, uh, How about feelings of disappointment? They brought back food for Jesus. Again, it wasn't all about them. They actually cared about Jesus. Jesus, we brought you back some food. Look what we brought you. And what in the world? They're looking at him and he's not interested. And the food is... And I imagine there could have been feelings of disappointment. Oh, I, I really thought that you'd be happy. And feelings rushing over them. I don't know, a, a, a husband that might go home and, and his wife, I made dinner. So I grabbed a hamburger on the way home. So I'm not real hungry. I don't know, is, is it disappointment or what? <laughs> Uh, so, I, I, I don't know, the, the disciples come back and they're like, look what we brought you. And he's like, no, no, <laughs> my me. And He's like, no, no, uh, it's time to eat. <laughs> it's time to put some food in our stomachs. And you're going to talk spiritual and no, food doesn't interest. <laughs> Why? Why? We love food. We're Baptists. Uh, so, feelings, feelings. How about feelings of weariness? Now the Bible says that Jesus sat down in in chapter four, well, in this chapter earlier in verse 6. Now Jacob's well was there, Jesus therefore being wearied with his journey. Well, who else was on the journey with him? The disciples were journeying with Jesus. And if Jesus was wearied and sat down, I imagine the disciples would have been interested in in sitting down, and, and somehow they're all going off to getting to get some food. They didn't get to sit down. So they were weary, but they kept moving. It's just like, oh, I'm just tired, and it affects my attention. When I'm tired, I'm just not really seeing people. I'm tired. I just want some food. I want to rest. I want, I want. Sometimes our feelings affect uh, what we see. If Jesus was wearied, I know they were too. But we can get overly tuned. Now, our body has needs, and we are supposed to listen to our body, right? When you're thirsty, I recommend getting some water. Listen to the needs of your body. But sometimes we're overly tuned into the needs, slash, wants, slash, cravings of our body. We're overly tuned into those things, and we're missing the eternal needs of the people around us. And I think Jesus wants to say, lift up your eyes. They're stuck on your feelings. The bus workers this morning, (laughs) was cold. It was cold for those guys to get out there and get the buses started. It was cold. But they went anyway. My body needs warmth, I know. But there's people that need to hear about Christ. I'm going to go. What about about the the people in ministries on Saturday? Oh, I get up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday. Oh, for just one day to sleep in. And yet, I'm going to show up at ministries on Saturday too. I just feel like I know. I know, overly tuned in to the needs of our body, nursing home workers, right? (laughs) It's like, I'm going to have to be doing cartwheels to keep uh, the folks awake in the nursing home service. And I don't feel like throwing that much energy into it. Well, are you going to go by how you feel? Or what about some of these guys that work all day? And then Monday night, prison ministry comes up. I was up early driving. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to be driving. I have a long day. I don't feel like going and sitting down with the men that are incarcerated and opening the scriptures. But away with how I feel. I want to lift up my eyes. The harvest is white. Sunday school and junior church teachers, right? It's work. It's work. To keep that program hopping. <laughs> so the kids don't have a chance to, uh, uh, you know, you, you, it seems like you, you lose their attention for half a second and suddenly you're putting out fires, crowd control. It takes work. Like, man, I got, I got to keep everything moving. To hold their, I, and it takes work. And I don't feel like putting everything, I don't feel like getting on my knees and praying and making sure God is helping. But away with my feelings. Lift up your eyes. The Jews looked down on Samaritans. There would have been some racial bias. Aren't you glad that Jesus has never and will never look down on anyone? No racial, no social bias with Jesus. In fact, um, they said, would you stay with us? And the Bible says he stayed there for two days. I imagine how when the disciples woke up and they're like, oh, we're staying here. We were going to slip into the city and slip out as quick as possible, but now we're going to stay here for days with Jesus? I wonder what lessons they learned watching him love people, watching him value people that they instinctively didn't value as much. Oh, God, give me your value system. It's amazing how open the Samaritans were, right? The Jews require a sign. They're like, oh, do a trick for us, we'll decide if you're worth following. And Jesus did lots of miracles, like, yeah, and they rejected him anyway. Here were Samaritans. And, and, And we don't know of Jesus performing any miracles. He just spoke truth, and that was enough for them. They were like those Bereans of Acts 17 that were more noble they received the word with a readiness of mind and heart they didn't care that well you can't be our savior you're a jew away with social bias on their side they didn't care that he was a jew he was the messiah their spiritual perception was better than the jewish spiritual perception. Jesus was not a political deliverer. Here was a spiritual Savior. And not just for the Jews, but for the Samaritans and for the whole world. What insight they had. So you, you, what, what about those Buddhists? They're lost. And in need of the Savior, Jesus. What about the Hindu folks in this world? They're precious Souls who are lost and in, need, and in need of the Savior? What about the many communists in this world and the godlessness that's pushed there? Their precious souls, so many lost and in need of the Savior. What about the Mormons, and the Jehovah Witnesses, and the Catholics, and the Anglicans, and the Muslims? Without the Lord Jesus, the one of the Bible, without placing their trust in him, and seeing him as their only hope at cleansing, and having a home in heaven someday, they are lost. But we have good news, don't we? He's the Savior of the whole world. He loves them. Oh, God, help me to lift up my eyes and to see what you see. So feelings. Secondly, how about friends? Friends. Uh, here were the disciples, and they were, they were all tuned into the same temporal things. And, and so, again, just, just you, might have, you might have good people around you. They had good people around them, but somehow all of them missed the soul's. And tuned in to the sustenance. They missed the people. And they were excited about the provision that they came back with. Boy, I, again, uh, ask God, Lord, help me. Uh, iron sharpeneth iron, right? When, when you're with your friends, are you sharper in the area of having that passion for souls or are you more dull? What about when your friends hang out with you? Are you sharpening the people? When they're done hanging out with you, are they more concerned for the needs of the lost around them or less concerned? We still don't, we actually, I don't know why all of them went to the city for food. <laughs> You're like, oh, uh, food, I do. <laughs> We don't, and again, there really would have, is like, ah, oh, do I have to go into Sychar? I'd rather not. Uh, we're not sure why they all went. Uh, Jesus could have sent them all. We don't know. All we know is in, in John 4, 8, it says, for his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. <laughs> so they all went. And we're not sure exactly why. Jesus could have sent them or they're like, ah, oh, food, that's, we'll, we'll all go. seems like somebody would have said, somebody should stay back with Jesus. You know, it seems like somebody would have said, I don't know what happened, but all of them are gone. One commentator put it this way. They had gone into the Samaritan village to purchase provisions. That in itself was not a task any of them would have relished. They wanted as little as possible to do with the Samaritans. We can possibly read between the lines. um, Why did they all have to go on such a minor mission? We can imagine what went on Judas, you should go. You're you're Mr. Moneybags. And he would have been like, oh man, no, I'm a a Judean. I I don't want to. Well, Peter, you're the one that always likes to lead. So lead. Go, you know, take some people and go get some food. Um, Possibly Philip might have said to Nathaniel, uh, tongue in cheek perhaps, well, here's your opportunity, Nathaniel. You thought no good thing could come out of Nazareth. Go see if there's any good that can come out of Sychar. I don't know what happened exactly, but they all went. They were good men who were tuned into the needs of their stomachs, but not tuned into the needs of the Samaritan souls in Sychar. I, you know, again, I, I don't want to embarrass him, but but Dr. Batrell, uh a few weeks back, he's he's going to go preach a funeral in New York. And he's going to be on the train for hours. And sometimes, you know, we, we want to bring our... You know, we want to say, Okay, I need my human interaction deterrent. I'm going to get the most giant headphones I can possibly find so nobody bothers me on the trip. And he could have been tuned into spiritual things. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go preach a funeral. My mind is already over there. But no, instead of his mind being already, he goes, Lord... I'm going to be on that train for hours. Would you let me sit near somebody that I can be a witness to? And God answered the prayer. He got to see a young man get saved. Pastor Olson, going to go in a a dentist office. And he's like, Lord, would you give me the chance to share you with somebody? And he was able to share Christ and, and find unbelievable connections. You want to, you wanna like, oh, that stirs me up. Lord, may it be that I, I want to be near those folks that will iron, that sharpens iron. I want to be near those folks. I want to share the concerns of those that share the concerns of Christ. I want them influencing me. And may I be one of those people, influencing people in the same way. And the last thing, is focus, focus. They were there with Jesus, but not seeing what he was seeing. Isn't that something? How can you be with somebody and not see what they're seeing? Have you, I think we've all been there, right? Like one of our kids is like, Mom, what's that? And you're like, what? Like, that. Hey. You're like, I, what? There's like lots of that's over there. Like, that. Hey. like, I don't know, what? What? So Alec, come here for a second. You stand over there. So it it doesn't happen as much now that he's older, but a little kid will sometimes be like, what's that? You're like, I have no idea what you're, and then finally, sometimes you you look down their arm like it's a rifle. You're you're trying to line up what they're pointing at. It's like, okay, well, just point. So point at something. And you're just like, ah, okay. (laughs) All right. I see it. Thank you. How many of us have been there? How many of us have been there for me to find out? It's like, I don't know what you're seeing. I'm going to have to get where you are to see what you see. I'm going to have to get where you are to see what you see. Right there. They had been traveling with Jesus. So how is it that they weren't seeing the same things? They needed to get closer to him, and so do we. Jesus was focused, and he saw different things than they did. My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. Satan, a short time before, had tempted him to turn stones into bread to satisfy his hunger. And Jesus said to the devil, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Remember, Job said something similar in Job 23, 12. I have esteemed the words of thy mouth more than my necessary meat. Jesus was quoting from Deuteronomy 8, 3. And it was the principle that he lived by. Um, one commentator said, uh, Anyone who lived, has ever lived in grain country knows that the, 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 the harvest is green, but as it comes, uh, the, the, the fields are green, but as it comes time for harvest, they change color. Uh, as a crop is near harvest, it bleaches into a sea of off-white fields And at this time, remember Jesus is talking to the disciples and it seems like the woman has rushed off and she's bringing men back. And Jesus is like, the field is white. Say not ye that there's four months till harvest. The field is white. And they're like, the field is not white. I'm looking at it. It's right over there. It's green. What is he talking about? The field is, what is he looking at? And then to take the time to get over what is he seeing? And to take over and, and to look down his arm, look, look down his gaze, and he goes, Oh, he's not looking at plants. He's looking at the people. Coming from the city. And, 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 and most of them would have been wearing white. The harvest! I'm not looking at those green plants. I'm looking at those people coming. The harvest is white already. That's our theme for this year. The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers. If the harvest was ripe back then, what must it be now? The sense that burns across the sky, millions still untold, lift up their anguished voices to heaven. The church has dillied and dallied with the great commission, careless for the most part of the tragedy of the soul dying in nature's darkness. The terrible indictment, no man cared for my soul will be raised by a million, million voices at that last judgment. How will we explain our lethargy and neglect when we stand before the Son of God one day and try to explain why we didn't tell more people about Him? Isaiah 51, 6. Lift up your eyes to the heavens and look upon the earth beneath. For the heavens shall vanish away like smoke and the earth shall wax old like a garment and they that dwell therein shall die. They that dwell therein shall die in like manner, but my salvation shall be forever and my righteousness shall not be abolished. Are we focused on what Jesus is focused on? Sometimes you've got to be where he is to see what he sees. Far and near the fields are teeming with the waves of ripened grain. Far and near their gold is gleaming o'er the sunny slope and plain. Lord of harvest, send forth reapers. Hear us, Lord, to Thee we cry. Send them now, the sheaves to gather Ere the harvest time pass by. This life is short and eternity is long. Oh God, help us to lift up our eyes unto the heart. Lord, I do pray that you be with this time of invitation. Lord, thank you for what's going on in the other classrooms. Lord, uh, uh, people that are pouring out your love to the the young folks in the other buildings. Lord, thank you for some that decided that I don't care if I feel like staying in a warm bed. I'm going to go out into the cold and jump on a bus and try to help some people. Lord, uh, oh God, thank you that you left the comforts and glories of heaven. Oh, Lord Jesus, and you came down here. And lived amongst filth and sin and then died in our place. Oh God, help us to lift up our eyes. Help us to be where you are so that we can see what you see. Help us, oh God, to lift up our eyes into the field. And be busy working in your fields, gathering the harvest. We ask these things.